Charlemagne the God. The Breakfast Club, bitches. <laughs> the voice of the culture. People watch The Breakfast Club for like news and really be tuned in. It's one of my favorite shows to do. Just because y'all always keep it 100, y'all keep it real. They might not watch the news, but they're on Twitter. They're on Facebook. They're, you know, they're listening to The Breakfast, the Breakfast Club. Get your ass up. Yo 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 so we still have the 29th on Saturday. That's crazy. Black History Month is the shortest month of the year. February is usually the shortest month of the year. But it still feel like it flew by. Yeah, we got an extra day yeah. this this year. So. Oh, that means Ja Rule gets to celebrate a born day. Drop on yeah, the clues bombs. Yeah, his birthday's on the 29th. You know what I'm saying? I don't think you're uh, officially hip-hop unless you know that Ja Rule celebrates his born day on, on, a, on, a, on a leap year. And the only reason I know that because I just think that's so interesting to me because you can live... You know, to be 40-something years old, but you only celebrate your born day, what, every two Well, I'm years? sure he still celebrates every year. What did you do? On, like, March 1st, I'm sure. March 1st? Yeah, but that's so odd. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, they, they actually celebrate on the day you were born. Like, even last night, because I, um, I, was, I was talking to my spiritual advisor last night, and she wanted to do some type of reading on me, so I had to call my mom to find out what time I was born. And she, they, they, you know, they, I guess they didn't keep those kind of records back then, so it was between 9 a.m. and 12 noon. So imagine, like, not even, huh? I just told, well, they didn't keep mine. I was coming from Mount Corner, South Carolina. Okay, so I don't have mine. How you going to tell me that? How you going to tell me when my, my mama kept the records? And I'm sitting there telling them. White he's people. Talking, he's talking to our you know camera guy, Steve. White people. From Revolt. White so, people. Yes. So long story short, imagine not being able to celebrate your born day on the day you were born. The actual day. Right. So it's got to be fun It's a special ja. year this year for him. So how old is Ja really? Um, I don't know how old he is right now, but oh. if he was 40, he'd be 10. Yeah, okay. What'd you do last night? Uh, so yesterday I had a couple of different things for Black History Month. I was at IPG Media Brands Canesso, and that's an advertising agency. They represent like BMW, they represent Coca-Cola, they represent American Express. So I was moderating a panel at their office with Michelle Ebanks, who I love. She's the CEO of Essence, and I think Essence does great things for black women. They have that New Voices Fund where they uh, actually invest in startups and other businesses for black women. And so she was on the panel, Q Gaskins, who works for the National Basketball Players Association. And who else is on the panel? Marcus, who works at the company there. And Vanessa Satin, the CEO, uh, the editor-in-chief of XXL Magazine. She, she was talking about the freshman issue that's coming up. But we were just basically talking about investing in, uh, you know, getting your black dollars and what you should be investing in and advertising and all of that. And then I had an event at Google and that was for Fund Black Founders. And that's a great organization. They help people start their own. It's like a kind of like a GoFundMe or a Kickstarter, but for your business. And they actually coach you through everything and teach you how to actually get crowdfunding for your business. Got you. Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you something. Speaking of investments, I think we might need to invest in some of those surgical masks. Some goddamn masks everybody wearing. <laughs> yeah, coronavirus. <laughs> this Heineken virus got me starting to get me a little shook here. I'm not too sure about it. I think right now about 60 people have it in the United States. Jesus Christ. Have been diagnosed, but they're 
scary because you saw how quickly it spread in China yeah. and Wuhan. So I, I think they're very nervous about what could potentially happen here. Hey, we got front page news coming up. Uh, well, yes, let's talk about billions of people who have now been exposed to something else, and we'll tell you what that is. Something else other than the Heineken virus? Billions of people. <sighs> All right, all that and more when we come back. It's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Where are we starting, Yee? Well, representatives for Barack Obama have had to send a cease and desist letter to Joe Biden. Uh, not to Joe Biden. Uh. But that's actually because of an ad that was made by the Committee to Defend the President. Obviously, they're in support of Donald Trump. And the ad was uh, supposed to hurt his Democratic rivals. And so it was implying that former Vice President Joe Biden supports plantation politics using Barack Obama's voice. But, of course, this was had nothing to do with... Uh, what Obama was saying about Joe Biden, it was actually something that had to do with what a barber was saying. And so it's completely taking out of context. Here's what the ad was. Joe Biden promised to help our community. It was a lie. Here's President Obama. Plantation politics. Black people in the worst jobs. The worst housing. Police brutality rampant. But when the so-called black commitment came around election time, we'd all line up and vote the straight Democratic ticket. Sell our souls for a Christmas turkey. Enough. <laughs> Joe Biden won't represent us, defend us, or help us. Don't believe Biden's empty promises. Very misleading. The president yeah, that's not Barack. responsible for the content of this message. That's not Barack. Well, it's an audio book, but it is Barack, but he is quoting a barber. And it's in his book. It's from his book, so it's audiobook. Mm. So he's talking about what a barber said in a completely different context more than 20 years ago. Uh, 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 yeah, a barber was clearly explaining pl- what plantation politics were or what he thinks plant... plant- well, that is what plantation politics is, basically. It's just the Democratic... But so they cut that and made it seem like yeah. he was talking about Joe Biden, and it wasn't. So. I mean, listen, a lot of Democrats do, you know, uh, do plantation politics. There's African-American support, you know, in exchange for welfare benefits and handouts. That's, but at the end of the day, yeah. that's not what this was. This was no. not about Joe Biden. <laughs> All right, Joe now... Joe Biden is... I would, say, I would say I think Joe Biden is a plantation politician, though. I would say that. All right, now, uh, Clearview AI is a startup that actually takes billions of photos for facial recognition technology. They have all that information. They compile that. And that entire list was lost to hackers. So imagine that. Billions of photos that people use for facial recognition technology, they lost that whole list because somebody hacked and got that. So that includes police forces, law enforcement agencies, banks. All of those people Mm -hmm. are customers of Clearview AI, and that's all the information that they've obtained. Now, the company said the person didn't get search histories conducted by customers, which includes some police forces, but they had more than 3 billion photos from the internet, and they got those photos from social media platforms like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and there was some controversy in January because uh, New York Times did an investigation that revealed that their technology allowed law enforcement agencies to use that to match photos of unknown faces to people's online images, so they had actually did cease and desist letters from Twitter Google and Facebook, but now That's that information crazy. is gone. Seems like they should be just as secure as a regular bank. That that there should be no way hackers should be able to get all that information. What am I going to do with that though? <laughs> well, they be able to get in your phone. They be able to get in your bank accounts. They be able to get in. Yeah, a lot you know of different how you places. use facial recognition for a lot of things. I don't on purpose. Did you don't use it for your phone? No, mm. I use it. But a lot of people, <laughs> not use it for my phone, but a lot of people use it for different different things. Yeah. And if they have your pictures, they can pretty much do whatever they want to do. What with else it. does facial recognition open other than your phone? I haven't seen it. Your bank account? 
Your bank account? Yeah, yeah. a lot of times on the, with the app on your phone, you can use that for your PayPal, for your Cash App. Your PayPal, your, your Cash App. Like, yeah. like even if the you bank. go on your, uh, you know, if you have TD Bank or Chase or Citibank or whatever bank that you have, you ain't got to type your code. You put your face there, boop, opens, opens your account. I'm old school. I'm still typing in passwords and using fingerprints. Sorry, guys. Now I, got, I had to stop that because now they get a little crazy with the passwords. You got to add a one, and I'm then fi- I'm fine with that. And then uh, nah, it's too I much. I get creative. I actually get a rush when it says strong. You know, when you type yeah, in the password, it says you're strong, very strong. But I actually I, get a rush. But then I, I can that. never remember what, what my chase is, what my TD. And then if you end up having to change have, it, so, you got to figure out another one. That yeah, you don't, yeah, it's too confusing. So if you can't remember, imagine how hard it is for a hacker. <laughs> but then I'm stuck. Then I, I got to try to figure out how to get back. That's fine. Maybe you need that. Think about that, right? You get stuck and then you change it again. Maybe we. Maybe that's the era we live in where we should constantly change it. Maybe we should well, never do, get comfortable. You do need to change your password. Like, you yes. can't keep it all the time. Constantly. That's but I have. I use experience so I can see, like, if yours uh, is on the, the dark web. Yeah, me too. So you can see if your password has been compromised or if people have been looking at your information and if it's out there. Well, I actually yeah, I actually pay uh, somebody to actually check mine every week to make sure that nobody runs my credit, nobody does it because people have used my credit before. Yeah, on Experian, I have mine locked, so you can't use it. Right. You have to call me. I have to unlock it. And that's annoying, too, but I have that That's as fine. Well. I don't mind. Yeah, me too. <laughs> All right. Well, that is front page news. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent right now. Phone lines are wide open. 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? It's Andrea. Hey, Good Andrea. Good morning, sunshine. Good morning. Get it off your chest. <laughs> Are you calling him that because he's light-skinned? Hey, sunshine. No, it's just something I do. Oh, okay. Everybody should be sunshine in the morning. Good morning. Good morning, darkness. Oh, wow. And I'm chocolate, too, so that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but for real, good morning, y'all. Guess what? What? Tonight is the UMES Homecoming Concert, University of Maryland, Eastern Shore. Shout out to the Eastern Shore because we're the best of Maryland. But, you know, we got Roddy Rich coming tonight, and I'm, like, super, okay. super, super excited. Super, super, super excited. How is it homecoming now? Isn't it, is it homecoming in, like, September, October? I'm sorry. The Eastern Shore is different. Okay. I'm sorry. That means y'all don't have a football team. Y'all do homecoming basketball or something, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, All right. So you already got your outfit? Yeah, you already got your, year. got your Fashion Nova well, fit ready? Well, not Fashion Nova. I like Amazon, and I don't care how anybody feels about it. I got these lips, this outfit with the proud um, LGBT, whatever it's called. They got lips, and it's like every color of the rainbow, and it's it's amazing. And then the pants match. And, well, the pants are black, but they have the lips on it. And then I got these Air Maxes with all the colors in it. Ooh. When I tell you my outfit is lit, my Ooh. outfit is lit. Nice. And then, I got, and then I got a new, and then I got my new hair on. Oh, my. Okay. Oh, you killing them. <laughs> I'm not mad at that. you post your picture yeah. tonight, tag us so we can see it. I got you. I got you guys. You guys do an amazing job. I love you. I listen to you every morning. And I agree with um, Envy about the this thing in the morning. It should really be get it off your chest. It should not be shout out your business. Okay. Thank yeah. you, Mama. You just uh, shouted out your whole outfit yeah, you at a concert you're going to. But she's not getting paid. This is not her business. She's getting off her chest. She's not promoting her business. She ain't getting nothing off her chest. Yes, she did. She promoted a Roddy Rich concert. No, she didn't. She she's going out tonight. Yeah, can she talk? Everybody. My goodness. Well, Mama, thank you for calling. And then, wait, wait, wait. 
first off, why nobody say nothing about Envy being late? But y'all come for Charlemagne all the time. Well, Envy's not normally late. Do you not realize that? I, it's I, always not, all about Yeah, me. normally Envy's on time. I'm not normally late. And today I was late because it was raining outside and I had to walk from my uh, parking lot. But that's why I was really late it's, this morning. It's, 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 it's all about me, boo. But listen. Sad. It's sad. I know it's wet outside. But thank I, you, mama. I do want to say blessings to you, and I hope you get a, a nice little stud tonight to take home. My goodness. Hello, who's this? Yeah, this is um, Brandon. I'm calling from Brooklyn. Brandon from Brooklyn. What Brooklyn. Up? What part of Brooklyn? Um, Bushwick. Okay. Um... Last year, I met Charlemagne a God twice, and I gave him my book called Traumatized. I don't know if he got around to reading it yet. Um, Probably you know, not. He had positive things to say. Yeah, um, you said you going to get around to reading it. Um, and also, Angela, mm-hmm. I met you yesterday, and I gave you a jacket. I don't know. Oh, yeah, um, that's right. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if you got it to try it on yet, but like I said, I want to come up here, and um, I, I designed a breakfast club design for y'all, and I just want to, you know, give it out there some positive energy and... I want to make a change in the culture when it comes to, you know, gun violence and bringing our people together. He was at the Google event that I um, hosted yesterday. Yes. Okay. Well, thank you for, for checking in, bro. Fund Black yeah, I, Founders. Yeah, and I, I, I got, I got a, um, I got a jacket for um, Charlamagne and um, DJ Envy. I appreciate right. it, King. I'm gonna get around to reading yeah. your book too. It's just like you know, with me with books, I read so much that it's just like I might read something you gave me a year ago, a year later. Well, his jackets are very nice, so you guys will oh. like them. All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Yo, MV, what's going on, bro? It's the tag team champs, iPhone and Mellow. iPhone and Mellow. What up, iPhone? I seen you in, in Disney with your little, with your baby girl. Yeah, man, yo, that was beautiful, yo. Like, yo, bro, I feel so good that my daughter got to experience that. And she's the only one in the whole Disney world that got up on the castle. Word. Word. Well, thank you. I got to tell you how this trap thing been going, son. Like, I'm about to put that I don't got nothing to do with that. I don't got nothing to do with that. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, please. Wait, what's going on? Yo, real talk. Nah, nah, tra- that's not my flag. You know what I mean? That's not my lifestyle, but Trav really the bro. He got my page popping. Yo, drop on the cool box and Trav. Really oh, the nah, nah, I like it. That's how it starts. It's how it starts, my brother. Oh, what's it? Nah, that's oh, not my no, flag, though. So that's not how it starts. And Yee, how you doing? I, I know your tire had went out, man. Like, everything good? Oh, yeah, everything's oh, good. Doing, thank you. Yee? Yes, thank you guys oh, for checking I'm on me. We was going to come help you, you know what I mean? But we found out late, you heard? <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah. I took care and of it. And we need that follower because everybody keeps putting the S on my name. It's iPhone symbol to see. iPhone C-I-M. Let's get it. Okay, right, let's iPhone get it. Back, y'all. All right, bro. I got to salute to Trav for Ness game, for Ness helping his get his followers up. And that's how it starts. <laughs> Next thing you know, you're smelling his farts. Oh, my goodness. Hello, who's this? What's up, Envy? Hey, what's up, brother? How's it going? Outstanding. What's up, Charlamagne? What's up? What's Emily? up, Gary? What's at Convicted up? Conversations. I Gary, swear we up? got 10 callers every morning. We met Gary. Hey, how y'all doing? We met Gary in Miami. Trust me. Hey, I was uh, listening to the president yesterday. He was talking about we shouldn't be worried about the coronavirus. I'm like, man, we should be. When they say don't be worried, you should be. Okay. Charlamagne was right. Invest in those surgical masks ASAP. You can't find them any. They're saying the mask don't yeah, really work. Yeah, I don't work. think that really does anything. Right <laughs> They're saying the mask don't really work unless you got it. They say the mask don't really work unless you have it and, you know, stops it from spreading. But they says 
The, the, whatever it is is so small, they can go right through most of the masks. You know what's wild though? A lot of a lot wow. of the, a lot of those Asians exactly. have been wearing those masks for years no on time. airlines and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like we be looking at them like, why they got on masks? What they know that we don't know? Right. Hello, who's this? March for freedom. What's up, bro? Get off your chest. March for freedom. If you come from the slums, it's gotta God. be Sean Stone. Come on, can I get? <laughs> wow. Envy, that was rude. What? No, when I say good morning, hey, how you doing? You, you people usually say, hey, Envy, I'm doing fine. Hey, Angela, yeah, hey, show me. Not March. You just you start doing his, his rap. Hello, who's this? Hello. Hi, this is Tiffany. I was placed on hold. Hey, Tiffany, get it off your chest this morning. See how Tiffany say good morning, guys? Like, good that's, morning, that's Tiffany. That's the proper way to, to greet somebody. Good morning, you guys. Um, I'm actually just want to ask for prayer, you know. I'm young, I'm 30 years old, and I have been molested in my life, and with that being said and done, I have issues with, as far as loving people, and as far as letting go, it's also hard, too. So with that being said, I'm just asking for any prayer words out there to, you know, continue to pray for me, that, you know, God will help me be able to mend my heart and be able to help me get out the situation that I have put myself in also into. What's your name, Tiffany? Yes. I'm going to definitely throw a prayer up for you. I'm not one of those people that... Say I'm gonna throw a prayer up for you. or tweet that I'm gonna that I'm gonna pray for you. I'm actually gonna pray for you for real, for real. I just prayed for you right now while we were sitting here. I appreciate that, you guys. All right, Tiffany, be strong. All right. Thank you. Have a good morning. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up. We got rumors on the way. Yes, so there was this rumor going around that Confessions Part 3 by Usher was him confessing that he has herpes. Well, they have squashed that rumor. We'll tell you what Jermaine Dupri had to say. Well, the song, I haven't even Goodness. heard the song, but it's way less interesting to me now. Mm. Rumors on the way is The Breakfast Club. Good morning. People just make up anything. The Breakfast Club. Listen up. It's just in. All the guys. The Rumor Report. It's the Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club. Well, Usher was giving people a preview of his new album, and there's a Confessions Part 3 on there. And after this preview went viral, a lot of people were feeling like Usher was confessing to herpes. Listen to this. But that time I was sitting up sick, couldn't sleep in the middle of the night. You said, babe, let me take it to the ER. I said, nah, I'm going to be all right. But the next day I found out from gonna come around the sickness I had was life And I was fixed to keeping the decision to keep it Knowing I had to get rid of it, rid of it, live with it He don't know, you don't know, I had to deal with it You thought what you put me on for part two was the real It ain't right, I ain't proud, I won't cry, I can't hide when it was you, I was strong. That was you. What you gonna do? I would do it. I can understand why people think that. Because <laughs> he said, you said, Bay, let me take you to the ER. I said, nah, I'm gonna be all right. Well, the next day I found out from effing around that the sickness I had was life. Who the hell y'all know ever went to the ER for herpes? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I don't know. You know, why, people why, are just funny. Like, they just, I think people just do that to be funny. Duh. Right? And so Jermaine Dupree <laughs> responded. He said, I see y'all tripping. Confessions Part 3 is from a female's perspective. The song is about a girl cheating on him and getting pregnant by another man. She is then being stuck with the decision to keep or abort. Now that he knows, should he stay or leave? People don't go to the ER for abortions either, do they? I don't know. Well, she was sick, so she went to the ER not knowing why she was sick. If you go to the ER, and then that's how she And that's how she found out that she was pregnant. So that's uh, what... I would love to know if anybody ever went to the ER for herpes. Please hit me up on social media and just let me know. But if you get sick you, and you figure, you'd be like, I'm going to the ER, wouldn't you? You don't, you don't know herpes. what you have, But you don't know if you have herpes, right? What you mean you don't know if you have herpes? If you have herpes, what, what's, what's the symptoms for herpes? It's called an outbreak. Oh, I don't know. 
I, I mean, I would. I don't know. I would never know. I don't know. So like, I've never. If you see some cauliflower-like uh, yeah. growth on your. <laughs> yeah, some, if that, if I see some cauliflower growth on anything, I'm going to the ER. If your nose starts running, I'm go. I'm if going. You got herpes. Shut up, man. That's, he's got one symptoms. If you cough too much. Yeah, not, I think there's symptoms too. So. But, but if I pee and it's a funny color pee, I'm going to the ER. Let me Google. See, he's talking, he don't even know. Herpes symptoms. I know, I've never heard anybody say they're going to the ER. For but when, when he says the sickness I have was life, that was him saying, you know, that from the woman's point of view, the sickness was a baby. Symptoms of herpes, blistering sores, fever, tiredness, headache, itching, lack of appetite. Caesar, if I have, what you say? The first hey, one? Shut I said, up, man. <laughs> if, shut I have sores, if I have sores, I'm going to the ER, bro. Blistering sores? I'm going to the ER. Okay, yeah, I can see going okay. to the ER for that. Yeah, so yeah. Like, oh my God, what's happening? All right, now, uh, here's some tragic news. Tyler Perry's nephew was found uh, hanging in prison, suicide, that, and the family does not believe that. They believe it was foul play. So according to sources on TMZ, his 26-year-old nephew, Gavin Porter, was found dead in his cell Tuesday night. And the official said that he had gotten into a fight with another inmate over the weekend and was placed in solitary. They said around 6 p.m. they went to check on him. There was nothing of concern. Then they came back at 8 p.m. and they said he was found dead. Mm. And the family was notified that there was no foul play. But the source, but sources say that his family is not buying that whole story. Mm. So uh, Tyler Perry has not commented on that. And well, let's rest in peace to him and yes. salute to the Tyler Perry family. Absolutely. Uh, Harvey Weinstein, New York City prison officials are scared that he might do another Jeffrey Epstein-like suicide. So they Jeffrey said... Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself, though. Well... So what are they saying? <laughs> They're going to kill him? <laughs> hard to say. So they said one possibility is that he'll be in a private section at Rikers Island, which is for high-profile inmates or guys with health issues because he's both of those. They said he could land in the annex. That's where other people are, are landing there. And they said he'll get his own cell, most likely, with around-the-clock surveillance, cameras watching his every move. So He seems like he's too weak to do that, though, to try to kill himself. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think he could hold himself up and do that. He is fat. Okay, guys. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Seems too But weak. I guess they're going to have to really pay attention after what happened. And that weekend, that week was uh, all fake, sir. He walked out of that courtroom the other day like it was nothing. There was no <laughs> walker or anything. He started skipping. Like, well, don't need yes. this now. All right, Boosie Badass. He was on the Baller Alert podcast, uh, Sesh with Shirley, and he talks about his comments that he made about Zaya, who is a 12-year-old daughter of Dwayne Wade. And here's what he had to say about some of the backlash that he got for his comments. That's just how I feel. People got to understand, that's how I feel. And even my mama, my mama got on my ass yesterday. Really? I got talking about, Don't stay out social media. That's they family. You stay out people business, this and that. But I was just speaking how I felt. I mean, just being a father yourself, do you feel like it's ever okay to tell someone how to parent their child? Not really. But if, but if when you feel you, when I feel you wrong, you wrong. Because my, cause my people told me how to parent my children. I just felt that was wrong and I spoke on it. All right, Boosie also talked about whether or not he had any relationship with Dwayne Wade. What is your relationship with Dwayne Wade? Uh, I don't know Dwayne Wade. Uh, I'm a fan of his basketball. Okay. I'm a fan of that. But yeah. I wasn't a fan of what was going on. No one's reached out to try to get you guys in contact or nothing? Uh, nah, you probably don't want to get in contact with me <laughs> after what I said, you know. <laughs> You know, I said what I said. I don't, I don't hold my tongue for nobody. If that was Barack Obama, I would have said the same thing. Listen, you can speak how you feel. You can speak your mind. But in doing that, you can also be loud and wrong, okay? Because, number one, that's not Boosie's child. That's not his business. Number two, nobody ever said that young man was getting gender reassignment surgery. That never happened. So, once again, Boosie was just loud and wrong on that whole situation. But that's his opinion.
Whatever. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Missy. For I do, patient- I do mm-hmm. wish Usher's song was about herpes, though. Why? Because I just think that somebody should normalize it. Like one in what two people have herpes? Some crazy I think one in three. Like I thought I seen one in three. It's I a cra- a lot of people have it, so mm-hmm. it's just like he actually could somebody just it. sent me a DM uh, ask ye question about that. She found out that her um, ex gave her herpes, and mm-hmm. now she feels like no one will ever want to date her. And I'm like, girl, you'll be that fine. That ain't true. She got way more in common with a yeah, lot of people than fine. she know. Yeah, two people in this room have herpes. No, it's actually, Well, I don't know how recent it's, this stat is, but it's it's one, if it's one in three, there's. You know. It says one out of six have oh. genital herpes. Oh, one out of six. So that's that's a, 55 million people in the U.S. 55 million people. So just one well, person. Well, there's definitely six people in this room. So. <laughs> and 90% of the people who have genital herpes don't know they have it. Right, because so you might never have right. symptoms or an outbreak. So you that's can, true. Or you might have one outbreak in life and then never have one again. All I'm saying is, Usher, that's a lot of record sales. You make that herpes anthem, bro. Come on now. You have a lot of people on your side and wouldn't even know it. All right, let's get into front page news. When we come back, it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Hey, hey, morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Where we start with ye? Well, first of all, we want to offer our condolences after this tragedy that happened in Milwaukee. Five people were killed mm. after a worker at the Molson Coors Complex in Milwaukee opened fire. And they said the person, the suspected shooter, is a 51-year-old man from Milwaukee. He died from a self-inflicted gunshot wound. They said he was a brewery employee. And so, again, there were more than 1,000 people working at the campus. And police said that there were many employees who were still inside the complex as officers were searching through the complex and trying to identify who is missing. So that was a very tragic day Mm. when this did happen um, They said he got fired and then came back, right? Yeah, so really sad. Five people were killed after that. All right. uh, Now let's talk about the CNN town hall yesterday. Four Democratic presidential candidates were there. That is uh, Biden, Bloomberg, Klobuchar, and Warren. And some of the things that were discussed is Bloomberg admitting that stop and frisk was a mistake. You know, I made a mistake. And one of the things about me when I make a mistake, and I'm going to make more in life, I'm sure, I don't sit around and complain. I, I think about it. I try to apologize and I try to fix it and not make that mistake again. It seems like you only had a change of heart when you no, decided to run for it, president. It, it, the process, that's not true. Here, what happened is we did it too much and we did it so much that we lost some sense of how many people we should stop and who was likely and to have A judge it. said it was unconstitutional. No, she said that we applied it in the wrong ways, but not that the practice was unconstitutional. Listen, learn how to use enemies, man. Sometimes enemies will be more loyal than friends because they have something to prove. I feel like that's why Bloomberg throws his money around like that to the black community because he feels like he got something to prove. Yeah, and it, you know, to say you made a mistake and then he's like trying to justify all kinds of different ways. It's not like he's really owning the impact and the effect that it had on people. Now, he has also talked about this Greenwood initiative that is for economic justice for black America. Listen to what he had to say. In the case of reparations, I've agreed to a study. My personal opinion is the first thing we have to do is focus on education because you are never going to fix uh, poverty unless you do something. And if you take a look, the average black family in America has only one-tenth the wealth of the average white family. 
we have to do something about that. And so I've focused on creating jobs and improving education. I have a plan coming out of the Greenwood, called the Greenwood Initiative, uh, to uh, our objective is to have a million more homes in black hands over the next 10 years. All that sounds great. Yeah, that's the best apology. The best apology is change behavior, but in this case, the best apology is a black agenda. Same way he oversaw policies like stop and frisk that marginalize black people, create plans like the Greenwood Initiative to empower black but people. But it seems like all these candidates did something to F up our community some way or another. They're old white men. Right. That's so what old white we, men we do. We keep going back to the, the stuff that they did before the F about communities and not saying, okay, well, how do we change that? How do we change no, 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 the, no. People, the efforts that we've done? People are asking that. It's just that people aren't presenting things. So well, we here's what Joe Biden had to say about the 94 crime bill. Speaking of things that were done to F up our communities. The crime rate was incredibly high. It did not put more people in jail, like it's argued. It was supported by the Black Caucus and the black mayors across the country. There was no stop and frisk. It set up everything from drug courts to ban assault weapons to the Violence Against Women Act. It had things in it I didn't like. It had money for state prisons, which I opposed. But on balance, everything that was in that, I supported it. And, I, and it provided for community policing. And so crime went down. Violent crime was cut in half. Same right. thing, justifying it, just like Bloomberg did. Same exact thing. Now, mm-hmm. would he sign that crime bill now? Here's what he said. If a bill like it was brought to your desk as President of the United States today, would you feel the same way you did in 1994? No, because the circumstances, it was the right bill then. Now, here's what I would do. We should change the whole the whole of the prison system from one of punishment to rehabilitation. Nobody oh, should go to jail for drug use. They should do what I set up in the law. Drug courts, they should be put in rehabilitation. Mandatory rehabilitation. See, the difference between Biden and Bloomberg to me is what is Biden offering now? Don't tell me you're the only person who can beat Trump. That's not enough. I want to know what are you presenting to black and brown people to empower us the same way you created that damn 94 crime bill to marginalize us. It's just that simple. All right. Well, that is your front page news. I just don't understand why can't they say, look, I effed up. Crime was high. I tried to reduce it. I took the wrong route. I was wrong. Well, that is what Bloomberg said. Yeah, but but why do we keep asking the same question? Because he keeps giving the same answer. That is true. I, listen, I do love town halls, though. I love town halls way better than debates. I think debates are whack. Like, debates are just the candidates attacking each other. If you're someone like me who's just voting their interests, if I have specific things I care about, town halls give the candidates the ability to speak on those particular things. The debates, things. you have such a limited amount of time mm-hmm. to even get your point across, too. It seems like they ask the same questions over and over and over. And what are we getting out of it? One of the best things Bloomberg said last night was he said regardless of if he's president or not, he's going to still make that kind of investment mm-hmm. in the black community. Yeah, I hope so. He he should. He got sixty something trillion dollars. I mean, it's a, it seems cool to say that now, but let's see. Let's see if he doesn't win. If he still does that. Okay. All right. Well, that is your front page news. Now, when we come back, Royce the Five Nine will be joining us. Nice. All right, Royce. Of course, he's from Detroit. He has an album out right now. He has a great album out right now. He sure does. So we'll kick it with Royce when we come back. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Yes, indeed. Royce to 5'9". What's up, my brothers? Welcome back, sir. Allegory is out right now. Royce, let me tell you something. I've always known you was dope. Right. Okay. Like, And I, th- I think every time you drop a project, people realize you're dope. But now, yeah, I might have to start having some different conversations about Royce to 5'9". <laughs> I'm talking about, like, gold MC conversations. Thank you, man. Like what? What? What are you doing? I feel like you going to therapy, reading. Like you just taking in more information that's just making you smarter and making your rhymes better. And obviously, you feel that way because I see the goat ring on your, 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 on your head. Oh, it's just you know, um, I, you know, you you should think the world of yourself. Mm-hmm. But I, um, yeah, I think it's therapy. 
I think therapy does a therapy can do a tremendous job for a person. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Especially artists because knowledge of self is what what makes it to where you can make improvements in every aspect of your life, including, you know, the creative aspects. And I'm always practicing and you're right, I am always taking in information. And um I'm just intrigued I'm intrigued by perspective and you know, I'm just learning a lot. Learning a lot and I still love it. I still love it. You and know messaging is very important because there's certain things on the album. I'll be, you, you'll be like, Google that. Yeah. I'm like, Shit, let me Google that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I can hear the th- I can honestly hear the therapy. I'm like, yo, Roy's in therapy right now. I know that type of talk. I know that type of introspection. Yeah, yeah man. I mean, it's 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 a great thing. It's a great thing to grow. Um, and plus, you know, when you're looking out at the landscape, you just see you just see where certain voids need to be filled. Um, it makes it easier for you to kind of know your place. Com- more comfortable in my skin. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I I feel like that takes a minute for every black man. You know what I mean? Like, it takes us a minute to get comfortable in our skin. When'd you get there? Um, I can honestly say maybe, I'll say five years ago. Mm-hmm. I've been sober almost eight years, probably five years what ago. What was that moment? Another spiritual awakening, maybe. Yeah. You know, we have them. I yeah. have mine on the way to the bathroom. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But uh, another spiritual awakening is just you, you You wake up one day and you just start seeing things a little bit clearer than what they were before. And it's a little bit more of the truth. You know what I'm saying? Once you get, especially when you're looking at the game, you get past all the conflation and everything and you just get to see things for what they are. You start noticing things. You know what I mean? Like sometimes you don't like what you see. You know, like us not being included. You know, getting receiving economic inclusion on certain levels and shit like that. You know, it's like it makes you want to like research other things, and you know, what I mean, you just you just start accepting it for what it is. And then you know, like it's like it takes a certain kind of person to be willing to unlearn a lot of the things that we learned in order to take in new information, I the, that, the now, real information. At, at 41 years old, the past three years, I've unlearned more things than I've learned. Yeah, yeah. You, you're dealing with like 30 plus years of shit that yeah. don't serve us no more. <laughs> now imagine, imagine that on a level of like religion or something like that. Yes. When it's like, you don't want to let people down. You know what I mean? Like your mm. beliefs are based on something somebody who you love taught you. Mm. And then it's like, okay, to even question it makes you feel bad. I know somebody who's personally going through that. Mm-hmm. Wow. One of my one of my brother, one of my Muslim brothers is personally going through that. Well, he doesn't believe in Islam no more. No, nah, he just he's just got questions. He's just Which got is questions. Fine. I think you should be able to ask those questions. I remember when when I come I grew up Jehovah's Witness. Mm-hmm. So they used to bring the elders to my house because I was such a bad kid. So one yeah. of the elders named Brother Hyas was at my house and he was talking to me and he was telling me about, you know, things like sex before marriage and all this and I go with a I said what the Bible says in Deuteronomy 14 8, mm. you shouldn't touch the flesh of a dead pig, nonetheless eat it. And he was like, oh, but you know, you, you just got to pray over the food. So I said, if I pray over the pussy then, <laughs> does that make it okay? Right. He had no answers. Mm-hmm. So that's, I think questioning is good. Yeah. I you know what, with, with one thing about this album that I really like is it, the skits, right? Mm-hmm. Now, with those skits, with, explain those skits a little bit. Is that the things that you learned in this industry that you're breaking down, that you're learning now, and you're teaching the younger generation. So break down those skits a lot, because there's Very so black. much knowledge in those skits. Which, which ones exactly? You talking about the Derek Gray skits? Uh, I like the Generation is Broken. What was the significance of that one? Uh, generation is Broken. Damn, which one is that one, Kino? Is that where I had Travis? Where I have Travis singing? That one was real short. It actually was longer than that, and I shortened it just to get... It's leading to the gun joint, right? Mm-hmm. The, um, okay, so... Um, I actually, I was trying to figure out a way. I had my um my young artist Ashley Sorrell, who's super She's talented, phenomenal. super talented. I love her. She's the most talented person I think I've ever met. Mm-hmm. Um, I had her just go in and sing 
the exact melody of uh, the, the sample that I was using for the West Side Gun joint. So I was just trying to figure out a way to segue into that one. So I had my young dude, Travis Chandler, another talented kid, come in. And I just I just said, sing something and just pretend like you're standing on the corner or something. And he just came out of nowhere. A generation is broken. It's kind of crazy, man. Like, when things just fall into place like that, that's when I feel, like, good about them. So it really wasn't like a you know a crazy story to tell about okay. that one in particular. It seems like you're trying to teach so much, like you're talking about the liabilities and assets and dif different things, and if, if a friend is this, and what increases in value, what decreases yeah. in value. Yeah, that's, it's, it's a mentality that you don't hear a lot of people talking about that I think our generation or I could say our community needs to know more about that. Yeah, see, that's a dude named Derek Grace. So you ever seen the guy kind of heavy set Derek? with the tattoo? Yeah. Okay, mm -hmm. yeah. From Florida. So I, I came across these... these uh, these these clips on the net of him teaching his kids all of those things and I was super intrigued by him and um I was like you know what I'm gonna put some music behind him and see how it, how it sounds so I put I put some music behind behind him didn't really like the way it sounds so I put something else behind it then it started to click it started to sound kind of crazy so I'm like all right I'm gonna use these so I reached out to him and just thanked him and was like yo man you inspired me to look for those teachable moments with my kids mm -hmm. I may not necessarily want to teach them every single thing that he's teaching his kids, but the fact that he's arming them with the information in that way and how astute to detail that they are, you know, and how quick they just reciting everything back. I love children, Who's coming man. to save you? I saved myself. I like saved the whole myself, thing. I, just, yeah. was... I love children, man. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like they bring happiness. I feel like they bring money. I feel like they bring good karma. Mm -hmm. I'll keep having them if I could. That's so you crazy. I just, yeah, brother, I'm telling you. If my if my wife was with it, I would just keep having them. Mm -hmm. I just realized that was their grace. I, I literally thought that that was something you wrote. I thought so too. I thought for sure that was you. I get it now. It's clicking now. But I'm like, oh, that was there. Yeah, yeah, yep, 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 yeah. yep. All, it's it's uh, two of them that I used on there. So Even the ice cream in a little when when you when, when that I was, was like, that true? Now, I that's was like, what really? I wanted to do. That's Google. true. Wow. That's true. Harry I C. Didn't know that. Harry C. Brown. Okay. Harry C. Brown. The song is called I Love a Watermelon," mm -hmm. and um, that's the that's the same ice ice cream truck theme that's been coming through our neighborhoods ever since we've been babies. Mm. All right, we got more with Royce the Five Now. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Royce to 5'9. Charlemagne? I didn't know you looked at your rhinestone do rag as your shiny, shiny shoot moment. It was. <laughs> I never thought it was, bro, it. because, I mean, it, there never was a time where that was, like, cool. You know, it's not like it was like a, um, a phase that hip hop went through. I thought it was a Detroit thing. I didn't know. No, see? That's the last thing that it was. It was Detroit thing. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know, um, when I was signed to Columbia, man, they were like, I don't know if they were trying to turn me into Nas or what the what was going on. But they told me, because I I love the way Nas dressed. So I was just like, they told me I needed a stylist. And I was like, they was like, who do you like who dresses? I was like, Nas. All right, we're gonna give you his same stylist. And she suggested the rhinestone do-rag. <laughs> I've never seen Nas in a rhinestone do-rag. I've never seen Nas. I have seen Nas in an Adidas tracksuit with Nikes on, which I disgusted me. But I've never seen him in a rhinestone well, do-rag. Well, I've never seen him in a rhinestone do-rag either, and that's why I feel like it was a conspiracy. You said you wore the rhinestone do-rag. So you, <laughs> you don't, don't have, have to. to. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the rhinestone do-rag becomes... It's not even about the, the rhinestone do-rag in particular no more. It's the thing that that represents mm -hmm. in the business. Um, when we come in and we just become accepting... You know, because we don't want to let nobody down or we don't want to ruffle feathers and shit like that. So um, the message is just you don't have to be so accepting. It's okay to, to, to question things. 
it's okay to, you know, like use your instincts. You know, that's one of the things that we forget to use when we're young artists because we think we just want to be famous and, you know, we're going with the flow. But there's people out there, like there's executives out there who prey on that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, Does it excite you that it, it feels like lyrics are coming back? Lyrics matter? Not just on your regular heads. It's, it seems like it's, it's getting more commercial now with people really starting to care about lyrics again. I mean, it's exciting. It's exciting. But I'm not really one of those guys who ever felt like they didn't matter. You know what I mean? And I I had like a little small celebration when this guy was saying, um, nobody care about no lyrics. You remember when Kendrick dropped the control verse? I do remember. And right before that, you were like, uh, you were like, nobody care about no lyrics. This, this was earlier than that, though. This was when like Kendrick first was bubbling. I don't think Good Kid Mad City was like, you talking about when Slaughterhouse first came in? Or before that? No, no, no. I wasn't here. I was, okay. I was just, you know, I watched the show. Oh! Okay, yeah, you were saying, you were saying it on the show and uh, you were like, Nobody cared nothing about no lyrics. I think two, maybe a day later, Kendrick dropped the control verse, mm -hmm. and all that shit changed. And it's, just, it's like that sometimes. Sometimes, you know, the the landscape, they don't think that lyrics matter until somebody just does some important shit. Now, you know? I wonder if that was the lyrics or just because of the fact he was naming everybody's names. I think it was the fact that the position that he was in... Mm -hmm. And the statement that he made, the statement that he made in the line in the sand that he drew, you know, like it was just too friendly at that time. You know, what I mean, we gladiators. We're not against each other in yeah. no type of way, but we glad we gladiators. We got to push each other. It ain't it's not it's not kumbaya all the time. Even when I was in there with Slaughterhouse, you know, trying to take each other's heads off. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I do think all of that has changed, though, because even if you name the last over the, pa the past decade, if you name the best rappers, mm -hmm. they were all guys who could spit. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm not even going to say the best rappers. I just say the top hip-hop artists. Yeah. The Drake, Cole, yeah. Kendrick. They can yeah. rap. The Big Sean can rap. Wale them can yeah. rap, you know? I think I think, uh, I think the most important projects that have dropped since hip-hop has been in existence has been all people who can rap. Mm -hmm. All of the Outkast albums. Mm -hmm. You know, um, the Chronic. Yep, the nice. Chronic. All of the Chronic albums. Dre, Dre got perfect verses on those songs. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just... I don't think there's ever going to be a time where lyrics don't matter and thought-provoking art doesn't matter. Yeah. You ever look at uh, Griselda, right, and that crew and how busy they get and think about... You've been on them early, too. Mm-hmm. You've been on them early. I talked about them up here. Yeah, very early. You ever think about them, the way that they construct and the way they come together and the way they move? Slaughterhouse should have moved that same way back then? We kind of did. We kind of did. But um, the difference between them and us is... um. They're a little more self-contained in 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 terms of just um, they they have an infrastructure. Slaughterhouse was like four different entities mm -hmm. coming together, with no real desire to be group members. You know what I mean? It was just like we did it. We did a record together. People really loved hearing us together. And then when whenever we got together and spoke to each other and and it was on camera. People really engaged this shit. Like, it was a big deal. We didn't understand why. Mm -hmm. So we just went with it. We just kept going. You know what I mean? So um, as time progressed, there wasn't always... Like, when we did the first album, I kind of, like, started a bunch of the songs. Crooked started a few of the songs just to get shit going. So um, that ended up being kind of like our sound. So when we went in to do the Shady album, more people wanted to start songs. More chefs in the kitchen. Just no real... You know what I mean? Nobody wanting to step on nobody's toes creatively, but everybody wanting to have more input. That, to me, was like, it was a little bit tough. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, that, that changes things a little bit.
Mm-hmm. Whereas with those guys, they kind of already have everything in place, what they're doing. You know what I mean? They move a little bit more like a unit. You know what I mean? Like it was already understood before they came into the into the game. And they're from the same place. Yeah, and, and they all family. They all family. They, they, all family. For, they, they sound like they're rapping for their lives. Yeah, like, and we met, we, met, we met each other. Me, Joe, Crook, Joel, we met each other in Slaughterhouse. Mm-hmm. I didn't know any of those guys prior to. I was fans of them, but I didn't know them. You know what I'm saying? So that's another thing. And, um... I mean, you know, shit. You got this hard bar on the album, man, where you rapping about white people saying the N-word, and you was like, Pookie can say it in front of Seinfeld, uh, but wouldn't say it in front of DL, but something on the DL. What the mm-hmm. f- was that, man? I said, um, Bill Maher uses the term, he uses the term so loosely because he knows that he be using it on the DL, but Louis C.K. know he can use it in front of Pookie. Pookie. But no damn well that he wouldn't use it, it in front of DL. DL. Yeah. <laughs> did you, did, what made you? I, I know what made you write it, but mm-hmm. what, what was your mindset when you come up with something like that? I think to myself, um, when you're a white person and you have a platform, you have a certain social responsibility. You know what I mean? And um, sometimes it seems like certain guys with platforms, they try you. They push, they push the boundaries just to see how far you let them go. I felt like they was kind of pushing home me a little bit. Mm-hmm. He was kind of pushing home me a little bit. So, um, I mean, I just felt like, you know, like that is unacceptable to me. It's unacceptable to me. So, I mean, it's not like I'm going to be in outrage and, you know, in protest. But, you know, like, that's not cool. You know what I mean? Like, not only is it racist, but it's disrespectful. You know, respect, you know, that's 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 where I draw the line at, you know, when it comes to disrespect. So, you know, but I wasn't, like, mad at him and nothing like that, but, you know. I mean, I just like the line because I really, I was like, yeah, he wouldn't say that in front of Dia. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> you expect more out, of, more out of a guy like Bill Maher, you yeah. know what I'm saying, because I was a fan of him, you know what I mean? Obviously, you know, he's intelligent, you know what I mean? He can comprehend, he's aware, he's aware that that's wrong, but it's like, I felt like he was just, I like how Cube handled it, though. I like yeah. when Cube went on the show and just kind of put everything in perspective. I was cool with it after that. All right, well, don't move. We got more with Royster 5 now. When we come back, it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Royster 5 9. Charlemagne? I want to go back to Eminem for a second because on the album, you say you wish M didn't respond to everything. Yeah, not everything. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just, I, sometimes I feel like it's a distraction more so than it is just healthy, healthy rapping. So, Nick Cannon, you shouldn't respond to Nick Cannon. Well, the thing with Nick Cannon is, um, the second that I seen the Nick Cannon seem really, really offended, to me, that's when it's, it should stop. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I know there's no malice coming from Marshall's end. You know what I mean? It's nothing personal coming from his end. So the second he starts to look super offended like that, I feel like either they should talk or everything should just stop. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I, you know, like, it ain't running around trying to just disrespect people's wives and shit like that. It, but it's not really that type of thing. Um, I think the, the, the line on the Fat Joe record came from... Um, just, just Nick running around talking about, you know, like he was gonna beat, come to Detroit and beat up Marshall and all of that. I think, I think Marshall just got tired of him doing that, so he sent him a line on some hip hop. But I think Nick took it way more personal than he was taking shit before. Mm-hmm. He a little older now, you know what I mean? Perspective changes. He more grown now, so you know, so it's just. Once that happens and people look genuinely offended, it, it stops feeling like a fun situation to me. You know what I mean? It stops feeling like, you know, just competitive hip-hop. It starts to seem personal. You know I felt saying? like that when Nick did the joint with um, Eminem. When he, Eminem was, I guess, calling black women bitches and using the N-word. I was like, eh. 
It's kind. Of, it's kind of a reach to say I'm a racist. I, I would think. I mean, it's it's. <laughs> bro, it's it's. It looks bad. It looks bad when you're like, when you look like you're trying to like ruin somebody. Yeah, yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. it does something to your credibility. And I wish Nick wouldn't put himself in that position, because you know, like, bro, we all who we were. We all who we were. Who we was before we got here. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, if that's what Marshall was. It would have shown by now, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, my credibility is everything to me. My integrity means everything to me. I'm not standing next to nothing that I'm not sure about. You know what I'm saying? Like, nobody, I've never done anything for anybody to question my credibility. So if I'm standing by it, it's it's for a reason, brother. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not standing by no that's that's disruptive to my people. Mm -hmm. Nothing is more important than that to me. No relationship, no relationship that I have. So if I'm still if I'm still standing next to this man, it's because I feel confident in that. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And why do you want to throw around Yellow Wolf? Why you want to drag him around? You think I dragged him around? Just a little bit, little shot, one two shot. Yeah, I mean, you know, um, he 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 just did something disrespectful. You know, um. I told myself that I wasn't gonna gonna allow um, what he did to change my character or have me doing anything, you know, like that's not indicative of who I genuinely am. So that's why I'm not airing it out. You know, I can tell you off camera. I can tell you off camera. But um, you know, he did something that I took I took a disrespect to. There was a, a window of time that he had to reach out and kind of clarify, and he didn't. You know, um, I feel like that that spoke in abundance to me. And um, I mean, I, I I felt like mentioning it on the song was the only way that I can deal with it. I'm certainly not gonna do nothing that's gonna have me looking like I'm trying to like go on a campaign and like ruin somebody or uh, promote negativity in any kind of way or you know what I'm saying or you know just 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 tr- trying to use something to roll the album out or something like that. Like I'm just not cut like that. You know what I'm saying? So is he just like a disgruntled, shady artist who's mad that? You and them still? No, no, no. It's nothing like that. It's not like that. It's it's something. It was something that he did that was that was disrespectful. I, I'll leave it at that. Why are we protecting the white man? Go I'm not protecting him. anybody, bro. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. He's not. He's not safe. Yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah. saying. I'm not. I'm not airing it out. You now, what's, what go, what's going on in, in Detroit right now? Um, you know, recently Slick B was killed. Mm. There's, there's been a, a, a couple of shootings in Detroit. Is it getting worse? And, and why is the city getting worse? If that is the reason. I don't know, bro. I don't know. I don't think that that's a question that anybody can answer. You know what I mean? Um, we go up and down. We go up and down. Um, we had our bad days. We've been having our good days. But every now and then, man, somebody just kind of disrupts what we're trying to build. You know what I mean? Like, you know, those kind of people, man, it's, unfortunately, they come, with, they come with it. You know what I mean? You got the good ones. You got the bad ones. Um, all we can do is just keep taking steps, man. Keep taking steps in a positive direction. I'm not sure if these guys knew how important homie was. But yo, man, it, it hurts, you know, because it's like a, it's a it's a L for the city. It's an right. L for all of us, you know. Nipsey getting killed is an L for hip hop. It's an L for all of us. Kobe dying, it's an L for everybody. You know what I mean? And it's just it's unfortunate. You express concern for T Grizzly on the album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think T Grizzly, um, and I respect T Grizzly. Nothing but respect. Nothing but love and respect. I support him. But um, I feel like. I feel like a lot of the young guys, they lack the information. They need they need information. And I'm one of the people who ha- I have some of that information. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So they need to know that they can reach out to me anytime. I'm available anytime. I'll make time. 
I'll make time to make sure that I can give you the information that you need, whatever that is. Anything, it's okay to tell somebody, let me get back to you on that. Let me go ask one of the OGs. That's my job. That's my job. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I have an obligation to do that. And the youngins don't always, they don't always uh, take us up on that offer. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And Marshall is, is, is the same way. He's the same way. So and I, and I think that they assume that because he's on the level that he's on, that he's just, you know, automatically tapped out all the time. So well, the sure reason, it's hard to get Marshall's number. I'm sure they just Well, no, nah, you, you, you're not just calling him, but you don't need to call him. Mm -hmm. You don't need to call him. But don't think that he's so far away that he's not willing to pull up and do something that he needs to do in order to move the city forward. That's always been a thing of ours. Like, we're always going to, it's always going to be, you know, we're not always on top of it 100%. But yo, we're not perfect either. It's okay to nudge us, mm -hmm. pull my coattail, mm -hmm. hit me, hit me anytime, hit me anytime, and wake me up if you feel like I'm not doing something I need to be doing. You know what I'm saying? But the reason why I say that is because he took a shot at him on a record. Grizzly, Grizzly. Mm -hmm. Now, prior to him doing that, Marshall approached me about T Grizzly, and he was like, "Yo, do you think you think I should jump on a, on a record with him? You think I should put him on a record?" I say yes, but I think you should wait just a little bit until he gets maybe one more of those records, just so they don't give you the credit for him taking off. I want him to have all of his credit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want that to be him. You know what I'm saying? So he was like, "You're right. All right. So we'll just wait." So we were just sitting back watching him, and then he came out with the with the with the diss, mm -hmm. and then Marshall called me like, "What the? F you know what I'm saying? Like he was like he just burned the bridge and he ain't even know yet." You know what I mean? And I hate to see people, I hate to see the youngins make those kind of those kind of decisions. Not that it can't be repaired, that it's, it's no beef or nothing like that, but I'd rather it be unity first. I need for these guys to put it into their minds, the unity first, because that shit that he did, that's the same type of shit I used to do. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's play a joint off the album. What you want to hear? We should play Tricked. Tricked featuring my brother, Crooked, Crooked Eye. Eye. Yeah. Okay. All right, well, let's get into that, and we appreciate you for joining man. us. Thank, thank you, y'all brothers, for having thank me, Thank you man. for making some adult contemporary hip-hop, man, some age-appropriate hip-hop. It's an honor and a privilege to be here. All right. thank, you. <laughs> thank, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it's the Breakfast Club. It's Royce to 5-9. Royce to 5-9. Probably want to include the bombs for Royce to 5-9. Allegory in stores right now. Mm -hmm. Adult contemporary hip-hop. And I like the skits on the album, too. Yeah, we talked about the skits. Skits were really, really dope, really uh, educational. All right. We thought the skits were actually him, but it wasn't. It was, uh, who did he say? Derek Grace. Derek Grace. Yeah. But anyway, let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Jesse Smollett. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. Rumor. On the Breakfast Club. So listen up. Nah, 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 nah. Well, Jesse Smollett, we told you he had a court hearing in Chicago Monday, and this is all over that... Uh, what they are saying is an alleged hate crime attack. He's still saying that it did happen. He said he is innocent and it's fight or die at this point. Okay, Jesse. What? You don't believe him? He no. said the truth is the best defense <laughs> and the truth which they know nothing about. So that's what he feels like is going to set him free. He's out right now on $20,000 bond. He has pled not guilty again. And the team, his legal team has filed a motion for the case to be dismissed over double jeopardy. So let me ask a question. Let he's it go, he's on $20,000 bond, but if you'd have paid the 10000 restitution, it'd be over? It'd be fine. Let it go, King. I think it was like $100,000 restitution. How much was it? Yeah, it wasn't $10,000. How much was the restitution? I don't, I don't remember, remember. The, but it was definitely more than that. Let it go, King. Could have been more than that bond and the lawyers he got to pay now. He just paid to get it. It would have missed a minute. It would have been over. Well, if he gets convicted, he'll face up to three years behind bars oh, and boy. a fine of up to $25,000 and community service as well. So, whew. But he says he didn't do it. Oh, please. So did Bill Cosby. 
All right, now Snoop Dogg, Snoop Dogg's Red Table Talk. You know, we've been talking about this. It finally came out yesterday on Facebook. Watch. And some of the things that he discusses is how he feels like he did abuse his power when he went against Gail King. How did it make you feel when you saw what was happening in regards to your words, when you saw how people reacted? It made me feel like I had too much power. Mm-hmm. And, wow. at, and at that particular time, I was abusing it. All right, and in addition to that, he did say that he did reach out to Gil. He wants to have a private conversation. Have you talked to Gil? No, but I've reached out through her friends, through her associates, and I even DM'd her, sending her a prayer, letting her know I apologize to her, just doing all of the things that I could do to just put my effort forward. You know what I'm saying? Because I... I was wrong. Right. Yeah. I said I'd love to meet with you privately. Yeah. That, that was my last. That was my last. So. That was my so last important. line. Yeah. Just to make sure that it wasn't going to be watered down or diluted, where I can actually give her a hug, look in her eyes, mm-hmm. and talk to her like we're talking. Yeah. yeah. I watched. I watched this whole thirty-three minute uh, video, and I don't think they they dug deep enough into the convo. Like when Jada, you know, was saying how Tupac tried to explain to her the difference between. You know, calling women bitches and hoes and queens. And she said it didn't make no sense. Like, I would have liked to see them go deeper into that combo. All right. In addition to that, he also talked about who he seeks counsel from when he's going through things. Who do you seek counsel from? In the beginning, I used to seek counsel from Charlie Wilson from the Gap Band. Mm, wow. Okay. Um, Charlie Wilson helped keep my marriage together because mm. it was times where I felt like I don't want to be in here no more. I want to go and being stupid and Charlie would bring me back to reality like that's the best thing that ever happened to you the music and you don't guys mean have nothing. been married for a really really, really long, long time right please yeah. believe it 24 yeah. 24 years and uh, if you guys recall Charlie Wilson was just on the breakfast club recently and mm-hmm. here's what Charlie Wilson said about Snoop I made him stop smoking for a year I took him in his own kitchen and had a conversation with him that he didn't like and then he just sit there and just said with them frowns a little bit I said you gotta stop man you gotta stop he said, for real? I was like, hey, man, you got a wife in there, and you got them little ones in there, you got to stop. And so he's like, okay. So I went home, and a week later, I talked to Sean, his wife, and she said, Uncle Charlie, what you say to Snoop? <laughs> I said, why? He ain't smoked nothing since you left. As a matter of fact, he's throwing everything out. And he, he, he lasted about a year. You know, I, I also didn't like how they made the conversation all about Snoop and what he said. What you mean? Because, like, the Gale interview was the cause, right? Snoop was the effect. Like, they didn't talk about the cause at all. I would like to have heard from Jada and her mom and Willow because they're in the media space now. I would like to have known what their thoughts were on Gale's comments because the same way people felt like Snoop wasn't protecting a black woman, black men felt like Gale, a black woman, wasn't protecting a black man. I feel like Correct. that could have been a larger conversation. Right. And I think it's really just all how you communicate how you feel. And the yeah. words that you use, because words do matter. So you can say Gail is wrong and still feel that way to this day. Absolutely. But, but you, you know, don't have to call her a dog-faced bitch. Yeah, and, but Snoop felt like he was protecting Vanessa and those girls. People felt like Gail wasn't protecting Kobe's legacy. People feel like Snoop was threatening Gail, so black women aren't protected. And I just see a lack of cultural trust all across the board from everyone. Yep. And that's what and we need more of. Gail did a trust. whole long interview where she said all positive things, and that was the one thing. That hurt. 
But I do feel like I can understand people being upset. It's just how do you express that? Especially if you don't want people calling black women bitches, you can't do it either. It's the, it's the, it's the one thing that hurts. That hurts Snoop. And mm-hmm. for every action is a reaction. I, I don't know how how close Snoop was with Kobe or what their relationship was, but he was hurt by it and he was defending his friend of me thought. Yeah, we you just can we defend just, without using those words. We just need more cultural trust. Can't tell people how to defend and how to feel. Though. You definitely can't. Well, he's apologized, so he feels like he was wrong and he said it. And that's great. All right, I'm Angela Yee and that's your rumor report. I, I just think we need more cultural trust. Like, how do we make all of us feel protected in this space because the same way black women feel like they're the most disrespected, you know, black men have the historical trauma of false rape accusations and always being made to be the poster child of everything that's wrong with the world. So how do we just have more cultural trust amongst each other? Yeah, but right. even if it was a four-hour interview, I think that line of questioning, even if it was only 60 seconds, was wrong. I, I mean, there's it, documentaries it on Kobe was. where that's brought up. Did we go hard at whoever made the documentary? He wasn't dead and the man wasn't even in the ground yet. The family was still uh, grieving. Here. It was less than a week. But I will say that uh, people were going at Jada after this interview and talking crazy about her as well. I don't think so. they watched the whole thing, though. I think they got that off that 60-second clip. Because if you watch the whole 33-minute interview, you know, I didn't want them to go deeper, but it wasn't... No. They were going in mm-hmm. on Jada and calling her all kind of names. That's because of that snippet. But anyway, Charlemagne. Yes. Who are you giving that donkey to? Let's talk emotional baggage, shall we? And this emotional baggage sadly comes from the great state of Florida. Florida, I promise you, I do not come in here every day and say I'm going to give donkey of the day to somebody from Florida. But these stories just stand out. Florida's just different, bro. We'll talk about it for after the hour. Are we going to play a game? Guess what race it is? We yes, we have to play Guess What Race okay. It Is. Okay, all right. We'll do that when we come back. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Make sure you tell them to watch out for Florida, man. Florida, man. Florida. The craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida. Yes, you are a donkey. A Florida man attacked an ATM for a very strange reason. It gave him too much money. Florida man is arrested after deputies say he rigged the door to his home in an attempt to electrocute his pregnant wife. Police arrested an Orlando man for attacking a flamingo. For the breakfast club, bitches. Donkey of the day. With Charlemagne the guy. I don't know why y'all keep letting him get y'all like this. <sighs> Listen, donkey of the day for Thursday, February 27th goes to a 42-year-old woman in Florida named Sarah Boone. I am sorry, Florida. I love the Sunshine State. I really do. But when I I come in here in the morning, uh, I go through my list of things and I read certain stories. Nothing screams give people the credit they deserve for being stupid more than anything from Florida. Uh, What does your Uncle Shala always tell you? Everyone listening, repeat after me. The craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida. There's absolutely no debating that, uh, debating that, okay? Now, Sarah Boone and her boyfriend, Jorge Torres Jr., are at the house drinking, having a grand old time, and they decided to make it a game night. Now, I'm a grown-ass man. Game night for me is heads up. Uh, the black version, regular version is cool, too. We can also get, in, get into some little rhyme antics. That's a great game for uh, a game night, but nothing beats a game of spades. What do you do on game night, Envy? We do Monopoly. Okay. Uh, if it's with the kids, Hungry Hungry Hippo. Okay. You know, um, we do spades. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you do on game night, Yee? Um, What's that word game that you do where you put the, uh, and they have to guess what movie That's it heads is? That's Heads Up. Heads Up. Yeah. That's what we do on game night, because we grown. Okay, but Sarah and Jose from Florida, uh, they move a little different. On their drunken game nights, they decided to play a game of hide and go seek. Now, once again, Sarah Boone is 42, Jose Torres is 42, and they decided to play hide and seek. The only time I play hide and seek is with my kids. And it's not like I really hide because when you're a parent, your job is really to seek. Correct. Okay, you let the kids hide and you go find them, you know. Now, last time I checked, if you're playing hide and seek with someone, you don't help them hide because that defeats the whole purpose of the game. Am I right? Well, this is what happened here. Uh, Sarah helped Jorge hide during this game of hide and seek in Florida. 
And this was what occurred. Let's go to ABC News for the report, please. The deputy walking Sarah Boone and she's handcuffed. Now she's waking up in jail facing a second degree murder charge after her boyfriend was found dead inside a suitcase. Investigators say Boone and her 42-year-old boyfriend Jorge Torres Jr. were drinking and playing hide and seek in their apartment. She then told detectives they thought it would be funny if he hopped inside the suitcase. At some point after the suitcase was zipped, Boone told investigators she fell asleep upstairs for a few hours. That entire time her boyfriend was trapped inside. Once deputies showed up, she gave them permission to look at her phone. On it, they found two videos. In one, you hear the victim calling Boone's name over and over again, saying he can't breathe. Deputies say Boone responded by saying, quote, that's what you do when you choke me. Investigators say in another video, you hear Boone saying, quote, that's how I feel when you cheat on me. I have so many questions. Uh, first of all, as I said, it's not a game of hide and seek if you helped him get into the suitcase. That's not how hide and seek works. All right. Second, I need to see Jorge or I need to see this suitcase. Because either this suitcase was huge or Jorge was the size of Chelsea Handler's old sidekick, Chewy. Third, if Sarah doesn't go to, to prison for the rest of her life, hell, even in prison, how is she going to be able to move on to a new relationship? Many people out there right now are dealing with people who have bought baggage into their new relationship. This right here, this right here. After we're done, I want you to look at her mugshot. Go look at her mugshot, because we got to play a game of guess what race it is. But look at her mugshot. If relationship baggage was a person, it would look like Sarah Boone. How will Sarah ever be able to let go of relationship baggage when her last boyfriend is dead because she decided to bag up their relationship? I have heard of people in relationships being hurt because of the emotional baggage of their partner. But what happens when you make your partner emotional baggage literally? Sarah is going to have to carry the baggage of making her boyfriend baggage for the rest of her life. Now, she's been charged for second-degree murder, and she does not yet have an attorney or a court date, and she has to carry around the responsibility of finding an attorney soon. Please give Sarah Boone the biggest ER. So let me get this straight. She put her boyfriend in a in the luggage and zipped him up and locked it? Yeah. What kind of luggage? And then he was saying he couldn't breathe. What kind of luggage is that airtight? Where's... And then she went to sleep. See, I get, I'm going to be honest with wow. you. I've been giving these donkeys of the day to Florida, and as I'm doing it, I get confused. <laughs> like, as I'm doing it, I start thinking to myself, this really does make no sense. But guess what? Now it's time to play a game of Guess What Race It Is! Now, here are your clues. Sarah Boone from Florida playing a game of hide-and-go-seek with her boyfriend. But... Helped her boyfriend hide in the suitcase. While he was in there, trapped, couldn't breathe, she said to him, hey, that's how it feels when you choke me. That's how I feel when you cheat on me. Envy, yes. guess what race she is. Now, black people all the time be like, put me in the luggage. I go on vacation with you. All the time they say that, but no. they joking. What black people do that, boy? All the time. They be like, I'm coming with you. All just the th- time what? That must be in the Casey household. Oh, maybe. No, people mind. say that. Yes. Say, oh, can, can you fit me in your luggage? Can you so fit I me in your luggage too? all the time? Yeah. People always say that. Like, but they just joking. Um, black people are not getting into nobody's luggage. You're not going to zip me up and put a lock on it. It's not going to happen. We're not playing hide and go seek like that. What the hell is black people asking to jump in the luggage for? It's a joke. Take me you on that trip with you. Take me on can the I, trip with you. Can I, can I fit in your luggage? luggage? I've heard that, but I ain't never had nobody ask to jump in my luggage. That's what we just said. Take me with you. I'm going to jump in your luggage. You never heard that? No. But anyway, I don't think it's a black. I think it's a white person. Okay. Angela Yee, Sarah Boone from Florida, playing a game of hide and go seek. 
helps their boyfriend hide in the luggage while he's in there not being able to breathe, says to him, uh, that's how I feel when you choke me. That's how I feel when you cheat on me. Guess what race she is. Now, I have to say I'm ineligible for this one because I did see this story already, so I don't oh. want to cheat. Okay. So I'm going to just uh, say that I'm in- ineligible. Travels, mm. what do you think? You want in on this? Uh, I know you do. His name is Jorge. You feel, you feel yeah. passionate about this one. I don't want to say it's a Latin woman. I'm, I'm going to say it is a Caribbean woman, a woman from the Caribbean. So I'm, I'm going to go like uh, maybe like a Haitian what? woman. What? <laughs> you know what I mean? like, wow. First of all, that wasn't Haitian. That was Haitian. That, that was, was Jamaican. Jamaican. You disrespectful-ass Puerto Rican. That's my fault. That's my fault. You disrespectful-ass <laughs> Puerto Rican. How are you talking about was not Caribbean women like Haitian. that? They would never. Goodness. Caribbean women are spiteful. Goodness. Wow. wow. In oh, my, my experience, gosh. First of all, you have no experience with Caribbean women because you don't know the difference between Haitians and Jamaicans. What do you mean? Well, this like, whole thing just feels really disrespectful. Disrespectful pajamas. I stood up for you about the Super Bowl. This bum bar was developed before I got on the show. What so is that's a the bum only bar? Is this, a bum bar a racial no, slur for a Caribbean? Is that a racial slur for a Jamaican? A lack of representation on this bum bar right here over with the sound effects. You could have said sac passe or something, but you just straight. Like they all Caribbean people the same. Dramos? Anyway. Can we move on, please? Anyway. Damn. DJ Dramos is wrong. Of course. Mm. DJ Envy is correct. See? Sarah Boone is Caucasian! Shout out to all my Caribbean people. Can't believe Dramos. you, Dramos. Mm-mm-mm. All right. Disrespectful. That's my bad. You are brother, too. Like you from Puerto right Rico. That's exactly why people didn't like the Super Bowl halftime show. I'm not getting into it. <laughs> he said he would never want to dance hall halftime show. He said that. That's what you said? That. I never said that. That is so foul. All right. Well, that is your donkey of the day. When we come back, they ask They need a dance hall halftime show. 800-585-1051. If you got questions for Yee, call us now. It's the Breakfast Slow. Good morning. Baby mama issues? Need some words of wisdom? Call up now for Ask Yee. 800-585-1051. The Breakfast Club. Come on. Need relationship advice? Need personal advice? Just need real advice. Call up now for Ask Yee. Keep it real. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask hey, Yee. Hey, y'all. Can I, can I finish the intro, please? Yes, you can, baby. Okay. We got a special guest on the line. Why you is all... this person? Everybody's a special guest. Well, this is, this is Sherry. Okay, so, Sherry, you have a question for Ask y'all Yee? Y'all know I'm special. I've been special since I was born. Look. Okay, so I be, I love to get up there and talk to y'all. Um, you asked for I'm you. afraid about getting in the airways like uh, two, three years ago, and I wrote like letters to uh, people imaginarily. Okay, so what's your question for Ask Yee, Sherry? Yeah. Okay, well, this is serious, serious now. Okay, I went and bought a card so I could get more internet, so I can do more stuff like TikTok and, you know, promote myself. Okay. Congratulations, so, um, Sherry. Are y'all listening now? Listen now. Okay, we're listening. Okay, I calm down now. I'm calm down. Okay, well, I, I, in my sleep, I was masturbating. And I was trying to figure out why I was on a with me two times, right? What's that smell? So, boy, don't play with me. I don't stink. Look, so, um... You playing with me, Charlemagne? No, Sherry, you, you don't, playing with yourself. Don't get, distra- don't <laughs> no, get distracted. Don't get distracted. I ain't paying you no mind. This is serious. Okay, this is about people, um, um, uh, um, child porn and stuff. Well, that popped up on my thing, and I did a little bit of North Star in, uh, in Thomas Nelson. But I kept trying to delete it, and I tried to report it, but it won't allow me. Now the thing is under three different people's um, name. Uh, the person that I friend is out of town. They're they way over in Israel somewhere else. 
somewhere and then two other names i don't know but the, the guy i just met he told me that he was looking for a wife and this and that i don't know i don't know if the lord sent him but i'm dumb here anyway sometimes because i don't know people just come my way beat my ass but um what? i um i try to report it to the police so i can't even able to go to sleep because i ain't trying to get in the damn trouble they won't get me like my okay so sherry question so your problem is that there is child pornography popping up on your phone yeah, and then it had my story. Not my story, like me promoting my music and promoting my hair doing and all that oh, stuff and mentoring and stuff. Like it, I looked on that thing and my thing where, where I'm trying to build my, my little stories and stuff and mine, and it got, it's got me in there masturbating. I'm asleep. Who the hell is she mentoring? So wait, 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 wait. You're on your stories no, on Instagram I'm masturbating? Serious. Yeah, I'm, this is the third time I'm dead. I, I've been doing stuff in my sleep. I even, I talk in my sleep. I, I, I know premonition and stuff. So I've been doing this since I was I don't know why I'm doing this to myself. <laughs> What's your Instagram, Sherry? <laughs> you want to go look at Sherry masturbating? I just want to see what she look like. Covered, covered, covered by the blood. Covered by the blood is your Instagram? Why is that your Instagram? Yeah. Is covered, covered by, by the blood of Jesus? <laughs> yeah, because of Jesus. Okay. Because yeah, I ain't fake. But so somebody's trying to make, make me look stupid something. Because I know everything that I've done, I've always wrote letters to God ever since I was little, even when I was locked up in prison. I mean, not prison, because God ain't taking there, because he knew that that was a playground. He, he made me do hard time in jail, 17 months right here in Hampton City Jail. I ain't been back since Tupac died in 1996. You have no post. Is this your thing? Is your last name Robinson? I went to school her. Sherry Robinson, she was on the street. Okay. I was a street girl. 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 And I think he's trying to get the kids popping up there, or either somebody playing with kids. You know what? I'm going to the bathroom. The Lord, the Lord shows me stuff, y'all. Okay. I don't know the the Lord ain't telling you they to hang don't. this goddamn phone up. Two All, right. Ago. All right, Sherry. I, I'm Sherry. All right, Sherry, you anyway, have a good day. Lisa, I, I calm down. You did calm down. Sherry, Sherry. And Sherry, make sure you have a, um, we need to make sure you have a password on your phone, okay? That way people can start breaking into your phone and posting. She's lying. She doesn't know what's going on. The guy that set, listen, the guy that set my internet up, he was pretty nice yesterday. His name is Charlie. He said he got a wife. I just hope he didn't take my little code and went up, went through and masturbating and put it in there. I don't know. Sherry. You don't never keep trying. <laughs> Sherry. Sherry lost animal. me when she said that Sherry, she was masturbating all night, but she had trouble sleeping. Sleeping. Sherry, you have yeah. trouble sleeping after you masturbate. You ain't masturbating, right? Sherry, you, you don't live. Damn lie! I Sh fell right to sleep. My phone was still on. All right, That's Sherry, you, you have a good morning. Said. All right. I'm trying to tell you, my phone was still on because I didn't turn my camera off. I did okay. that a lot of times before. All right, mm -hmm. Sherry. Love you, Sherry. Bye, Sherry. Love Sherry you. I hope it. Sherry has. Sherry some might be help. the truth. I hope Sherry has some help. All right. Sherry got more sense than everybody in this room. Ask ye. Eight hundred. Communicate it correctly. Five eight five one zero five one. If you need relationship advice, call God me. in her life. You right. I respect Sherry. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Here's some real advice with Angela Yee. It's Ask Yee. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? Ariana. Hey, Ariana Grande. Good morning. Oh, thank you. Hey, DJ Envy. What's up, Charlemagne? What's up, Yee? Peace, Queen. How I know you? she is so tired of hearing that Ariana Grande joke. No, actually, I'm not, because it has people spell my name better. Damn, there you go. <laughs> so what's your question, Ariana, for ye? 
Okay, Yee, so I've been knowing this guy since I was 19. I'm 29 now, and mm-hmm. we are we were together from the ages of 19 till about 22, and then he went to prison for seven years. I moved on my life, went to the military, got married, got divorced, and we were back in contact about five years ago. We tried to get back together, but I didn't think he was really serious because I didn't think that, you know, with his felony, he would be able to give me the life that I wanted. Mm-hmm. So I kind of didn't take him seriously. Well slap in my face because now this man is doing amazing and um he kind of like looking at me like well you kind of played with me the first time you didn't think I was serious and now you want to come around and be all in my face but I know it's it's more than that because he still loves me he you know encourages me to do better in life mm-hmm. always you know tells me no matter what that like we gonna be together he just wants me to be at a certain point in life so my question to you is, should I take him seriously and continue to focus on me with him in the back of my mind or just say forget him? Girl, first of all, you need to take you seriously and focus on you regardless, no matter what. If you're with a man, if you're not with a man, if you want to be with a man, you should be always striving to do the best that you can do, right? Right. So I think that's great advice. But I also feel like just like you weren't taking him seriously before, he's not taking you seriously right now, Right. Right. And does he have other things going on? He's dating other women, I would assume, because he's not See, with you. I don't know, because he's so secretive. He don't tell me. He tells me I'm being nosy if I ask him that. Right, so clearly you know what that means. He is. He just doesn't want to tell you and discuss it with you. So he's probably having a good time doing whatever he's doing. He might even have a girlfriend. Who knows? And to me, it's like y'all are just friends. That's it. If a man really wants to be with you, none of that other stuff matters. If he wants to... You know, all of that that he's saying, oh, you're not ready now. Focus on you, da-da-da-da-da. That's just all BS. Yeah, you're right. You sure right, Angela. Thank you, girl. All right, no problem, Ariana. And Charlamagne, you still follow me. I really appreciate that. I wish you would interact with me more on Instagram. You know, I'll be sending you messages, but you don't interact. Okay. <laughs> Ain't no okay. That's all, he got, that's all he got for you. He doesn't seem as interested either. <laughs> y'all are silly. I love y'all so much. Keep up the good work. Y'all inspire me for my own podcast. This is Fix with Ari Charmaine. Check me out. All right. Okay. All right. Evan, you don't mind her promoting that? Ask ye 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice, you can hit ye anytime. Now, we got rumors on the way? Yes, and I'm going to tell you who just got scammed out of $400,000 almost. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. This is The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk who got scammed. It's about time. What's going on? Yeah. Yeah. Rumor report. Rumor report. This is The Rumor Report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. All right, so Shark Tank's Barbara Corcoran, she got scammed out of almost $400,000. Somebody sent a fake email to her company, to her bookkeeper, the assistant to her bookkeeper, and it was an invoice of $388,700 for a real estate renovation. She said there was no reason to be suspicious because she invests in a lot of real estate. Of course, we know Corcoran. And she said the error wasn't noticed until the bookkeeper sent a follow-up to Barbara Corcoran's assistant's actual address confirming that she had just sent the money over. And that's when they realized they had wired the money to a scammer. So it was too late. It was gone from the account. The scammer disappeared. And she said she was told it's a common practice and she won't be getting her money back. Sam, it seemed like she should have a business put together better than that. I mean, I own a bunch of properties too, but I got people that look at everything. 
don't you think her business would be better where she has different people looking at her different real well, estate? Well, she does. So it was a ventures. phishing account. So you know how people send a fake email, but it looks like your email address? And obviously, Barbara Corcoran has like, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars worth of real estate. So to her, uh, to the bookkeeper, that was seemed legitimate. Why would you send that money without going through your lawyer, your real estate lawyer? Why, like, why wouldn't I don't get it? That's what I'm saying. Like, well, for Barbara Corcoran, though, that's not a lot of money. I don't care who it is. Like, even, even I mean, if, if I see a realtor and I'm buying a property from a realtor, first thing I do is go to my real estate attorney. Switch to my guy, Jay Claypool. That's the yeah, first thing I do. Barbara Corcoran probably has like. Mil- you know, she has Corcoran Real Estate, then she has her own properties that she's... But what they got to do with your team protecting you from yeah, them? Well, Barbara Corcoran for. said she didn't think there was a reason to be suspicious because, you know, what it is is they had an email address that looks like the right email address. That's what they do when they fish people. And I've seen people get scammed, not for that much money, obviously, but they said it's a really common thing. So it was just too late. And it was like a checks and balances thing because then the bookkeeper did send the information over, but by that time it was too late. So that's what happened. That's a lot of money. But she said she was upset, but then she thought to herself, you know what? It's only money. No reason for me to get that mad. All right, now let's talk about Oprah and Gail King. They were on uh, with Ashley Graham for the latest episode of the OG Chronicles, and they played a game of Never Have I Ever. So they both said that they had never played before, but here's what happened when it came to one-night stands. Never have I ever had a one-night stand. We both better put our fingers down. (laughs) (laughs) We both better put our fingers down on that one. What year was it? Mine would have been 80. Two, something like that. Yes. Something like that. It would be 82. 82. Yeah. Okay. Same year. You guys were yeah. little hussies. All right. I would love to hear the circumstances of how all of that happened. Um, no, you wouldn't. I would. I would. If a man like was to, to come out right now and say that was I was the person that they had a one-night stand with, we'd be so mad at that guy. I didn't say for them to name a name. No. What if the guy comes out, though? Um, I don't know, you know, maybe they... That was me. (laughs) I hit in the 90s. (laughs) Well, Oprah couldn't follow up, but Gail could. Maybe, you know, he looks cute now. All right, now Nick Cannon, he says that he did try to shoot a shot with Tamron Hall at one point. uh, And he said, this is what happened. It was like some missed opportunity here. Nick sent me a gift and someone stole it. I was shooting my shot. Someone stole it. (laughs) She was single. I was single at the time, and I would have taken his shot. And Nick said, did you get my gift? And I said, no. And I legit went through the Today Show like a tornado. I'm like, someone stole Nick Cannon's gift to me. And it was a scarf. Yeah. I know. And I said, I wrote you back. And I said, Nick, thank you so much. Blah, blah. I still can't find it. And you didn't reply. And I was like, does I didn't think see I'm- that DM till like a year later. <laughs> see, he saw the DM a year later, had no idea. She thought he just never responded. And they just passed by each other. I'm not mad at Tam. I'm not mad at that. Tamron Hall is a looker. <laughs> Her husband is a lucky man. Salute to Tamron Hall. And she said she would have gave him a shot. She just, you know. Damn, Nick. <laughs> All right. And Janae Aiko recently did an interview with Essence, and she talked about the song Triggered. Here's a snippet from that. Go figure. You are the trigger. You brought me to an obstructive view. When you knew the picture was bigger. Who am I kidding? From the beginning You ruin everything You do it every time You are my enemy You are no friend of mine You mouth me up right You mouth me up right I'm bitter You mouth me up right I'm triggered That's her triggered freestyle And she said Big Sean's initial reaction was Wow, I'm not your friend 
And she told him, I was feeling that in the moment. This is just a song. This is not 100% about you. She said, those are the things that I may feel. And I know that they're irrational and coming from just an angry, emotional place. But that's what's so beautiful about art is that you can just throw paint on a blank canvas and do something crazy. And that's your release. So that's what helped her with her release, putting that out. All right. So her new album is going to be coming out March 6th. FYI, I'm Angela Yee. And that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Oh, and I want to also give a shout out to Clinton Sparks, DJ Clinton Sparks. He actually has a book out. They just sent it to me, How to Wing Big in the Music Business. So shout out to Clinton Sparks. His forward is by Damon John. All right. Now shout out to Revolt. We'll see you tomorrow. Everybody else, the People's Choice Bix is up next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Hey, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, um... It's Black History Month. What are we doing today, Charlamagne? Yes, today is the born day of one of the Central Park Five, Mr. Yusuf Salam. And, you know, he's been uh, uh, immortalized at this point with the When They See Us movie, um, as well as just the various interviews that he's done. So we just want to celebrate him on his born day and flashback to when he was here on The Breakfast Club and some of the uplifting, empowering things he had to say about what he's doing with his story. This is a Black History Month moment. You know, we're looking at a, a victim who's white, who in her privilege, like in her victimhood, there's still privilege. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so everything is pointing to the fact that we had nothing to do with it, but yet her doctors are saying, but your injuries are more consistent with a gang rape. Like the DNA, dioxyribonucleic acid proved that we didn't do nothing. Right. We had nothing to do with this, you know? And so I feel like there's, there's, there's so much that we still have to do there's so many future generations that we have to affect. We got to plant seeds in their minds and in their hearts so that they understand that they are the answers that we seek. You know what I'm saying? So we go around the country. We go around the world and we speak. We've done it as individuals. We've done it mm-hmm. collectively. You know what I'm saying? I started a company called Yousef Speaks. You know, I, serve mer- I sell my merchandise, which is like my poetry book. I sell my hats. I sell shirts. I sell all kinds of things, and I'm coming out with a lot more stuff. I've created this right here. This mm-hmm. is what I call like the freedom medal. You know what I'm saying? The only thing that I need to change about this is even though it says CP5, I need to change it on the bottom to exonerated five. Right. And I want to marry those two because this is America. This is the criminal system of injustice. Right. This is how things have been. And so we have a long way to go, but I feel like we're knocking it down. Like Corey said, we got them on the roast because the whole globe is beginning to respond to what's going on right. in America. They're, go- they're responding to this case but this case is a microcosm of the macrocosm of cases just like That was a Black History Month moment brought to you by The Breakfast Club. All right, well, happy birthday to that young man. Yes, indeed. All right, when we come back, positive note, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, shout out to our uh, Miami family at 103.5 The Beat. Uh, they've been running commercials about uh, the real estate seminar. We've been giving tickets away on air for people to come to the real estate seminar for free and learn how to get into the real estate game. Shout to DJ 33 and the third. Shout to uh, Logic and our whole family over there. So I can't wait to see you guys in the next couple of weeks and really talk about real estate, man. And also, we got a shout to uh, Royster59 for joining us this morning. Yes, sir. Salute to Royster59. Allegory is out. Uh, adult contemporary hip-hop. That's my type of vibe right there. Mm-hmm. I was just having a conversation with somebody, uh, actually in the group chat, and, um, you know, it's interesting to see how tables turn, right? Because, you know, Royce and Eminem been rapping together 
for years, and Royce has always been super nice, but it's like at this point in the game, Royce is light years ahead of Eminem when it comes to rapping. What do you mean? What you mean what I mean? For spitting? Hell yeah. I think they both spit. Bro, Royce is way better than Eminem right now. It's not even close. Royce's last two albums... Do you hear Royce the 5'9"? Yes. He's yes. busy. Spits. Yes. But Eminem spits too. I'm not saying I'm not dope. I'm just saying that Royce is light years ahead of him. And it's just interesting because they're both older rappers. So, you know, life is indeed a marathon. All right. That is a fact. Well, you got a positive note? Yes. The po- well, first of all, I want to say too, man, I'm making my rounds tonight. I'm going um, to be on Aaron Burnett's show on, on CNN tonight. Mm-hmm. Unless something changes in the news. Because, you know, that happens often. They'll be like, hey, we need you on CNN tonight. And then some breaking news happens and we don't need you, no more. you get pushed back. Exactly. Right, 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 right. But uh, one place I will be, I will be on Stephen Colbert tonight as well. Okay. Salute to my guy, Stephen Colbert, my South Carolina brethren. You know, the South Carolina, you know, Democratic primaries is this weekend. So me and Stephen will be talking about that tonight as well as some other things. So check me out on the Colbert show tonight. The positive note today comes from President Barack Obama, okay? It is Black History Month. Uh, He is one of the greatest black historical figures ever. Barack Obama said once, change will not come if we wait for some other person or if we wait for some other time. We are the ones we've been waiting for. We are the change that we seek. Breakfast Club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done? 